0: This episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're looking to get started, there's no better place. She specializes in all kinds. Dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, lock extensions, instant locks, interlocking, and more. If you're in the 757, please don't hesitate to contact her. You can find her on Instagram, at Janique Locks. That's G-E-N-I-Q-U-E-L-O-C-S, Janique Locks. Or you can find her at her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Janique Locks, where locks are envied. All right, let's go ahead and start this podcast, man. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, 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 Wait, how come, I, we, how
2: come we don't pre-record the uh, opener?
1: Because I like to make fun of him every time he does it.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: That's pretty much how that works. See, mm-hmm. Now that has to be a part of the opener on this one. So
1: Maybe yeah,
0: let's just do it. All right. In that case, hey, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of eye to eye short for inspire to inspire the podcast that is all about making sure I don't clear my throat.
1: Mm, let me clear my throat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <filme. sighs> no, we're really not going <laughs> to do this, my God. Yeah, the podcast is all about being open, honest, and real, having conversations about life and faith. Uh, And of course, as always, we are willing to boldly go where most folks ain't trying to. Although I think a lot of people are trying to go where we're going tonight. Yeah. Whatever to that. But uh, yeah, my name is Jordan.
1: And my name is Devin.
2: I'm Justice.
0: And we are glad to have you guys rocking with us this evening. On this episode, we are going to be talking about one thing that I know is really a part of
1: God's heart. I mean, you wanted to give everybody a history lesson last week. So I just thought maybe you wanted to dive into that. But. Happier times are
0: ahead. Yeah. You know what's so funny, though? The happier times are ahead for us, but I'm pretty sure after this documentary, some people ain't talking to people no more.
1: (laughs) It it also seems like some people haven't been talking to each other for a long time.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I know that. But then there were some I'm sure were cool. And it's like, they ain't cool no more now. Yeah. Especially, you know, know, we're not on that episode yet, but I'm sure that pizza guy is beefing with Mike for real. Like
1: life. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I don't think I've seen that one yet, but Uh, we should probably tell the people what we're talking about. Tonight, we're going to just discuss our thoughts on the first five episodes, the first half of the Last Dance documentary. And we figured we would have Lil J Swang on the show yet again. Because… What's
2: up? What's up? Even
1: though she's four foot nine, she is a real baller. And hoop is life. So…
0: You know, not to give any real credit to her, but if we if we have to, just in case, you know, she uh she is a two time state basketball champion with the Princess and Cavaliers, which um, I think that they figured out a way to zap and drain all of the basketball powers from the boys team um, <laughs> because the girls team always seems to destroy folks. But you don't ever, you don't ever hear anything about now. I I got I got to be honest. I, I I have a confession to make. Uh, the reason why I, I make that statement so is because when I was in high school, uh, y'all's boys team took state my senior year. And wow. I didn't understand it. Because
2: what year was that?
0: 99. It was like 70-something. Yeah, wow. it was. It was 70-something. According to Justice, <laughs> it was 70-something. We know that for sure. Whatever, man. Um, but yeah, and we they came out of nowhere. Like, it was just like, I remember because it was the Maury Commodores were the team that were really supposed to win it. And I think they ended up losing to Princess Anne in the semifinals in in, in states and nobody knew what to do. Hmm. So to this day, I've just always been kind of salty. So when I found out that they were actually really bad now and that the girls team was really good, I was like, well, this is the easiest thing to say.
2: And honestly, I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they've actually been doing better over the last couple of years. But yeah, what I say, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. what I say, no, (laughs) they're bad. Wow. Thank you.
2: We'll stick with that. As long as you don't talk trash about the girls' team then, you know? Say what you want I, about the boys' team.
0: I can't.
1: That is interesting that, that they both have good pedigrees. Because there's only one program I can think of that actually has strong pedigrees in both. And, and that's UConn, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, what,
1: what other programs are, <laughs> UConn are the women men's and, basketball, basketball, and the men? But
2: was like… You know? Yeah, but, kinda, yeah, but they have illegal. like
1: three championships in the last, what, 25 years or something? Like, that's pretty ridiculous. Oh, the men's team? Yeah. And then the women's team yeah. has, what, twenty seven in the last twenty-five? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> like what year have they not yeah.
1: won? When uh when Baylor was winning with uh what Brittany Grimes? Is that who that was? Yeah. Brittany Grimes. She was yeah. ridiculous. Reiner, yeah. Yeah, she was something. So
0: yeah, yeah I remember first hearing about her. Uh, drop stepping and dunking with two hands in right. high school and I was like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> right.
2: did you guys hear about Muffet McGraw though? She's retiring. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. yeah. She that
1: was,
2: man, that's she's I mean done she technically so went, her went her out band, on top.
1: But, yeah. yeah.
2: She did. Oh for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: That parallels nicely with the last dance, right? So yeah. So let's let's uh let's jump in. I let's tango. I prepared a couple questions that I thought might be interesting to kind of round table and ask so and this will be kind of neat because i think we all have very different perspectives because of our ages and backgrounds and whatnot and we can start with jordan first what's the first thing you think of when you hear the name michael jordan oh lord lord yeah that's that's pretty true actually he is like the lord
2: (laughs) no No. black (laughs) jesus black
1: jesus Oh my god. Hey, that's a different yet. basketball that's player. That's a different basketball
0: player. Yeah, yes, so you don't gone and mess that thought. up too. Where to go. Geez. Spoilers. Gosh, Spoiler. Story. Jeez. <laughs> now, honestly, you know, it's it's funny because that uh that thought process for me has transitioned a lot over the past a uh, couple of decades. Um because, you know, 1997, 1998, who else were you trying to be? on the basketball court. Like, I was never a Kobe person for real like that. You know, RIP. Love him. Hardest worker in the game of basketball. Hardest worker. Mm -hmm. Um, But MJ, like, that thought process was just unreal. And now you get to see it lived out in this whole thing. Um, But, you know, with it, we also got to see a whole bunch of other stuff rocked out. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, what was it? When he was accepting his uh, Hall of Fame speech? I think we talked about that before for a second, too. Like, I lost. A crap ton of respect for him mm-hmm. in a matter of minutes. <laughs> and I mean, I had heard things before, but yeah. just to finally hear it come out of his mouth, especially when he was talking to his sons, he's like, you know, it would be bad if, it, if I was y'all right now. I just, I feel like the scum of the earth. I'd probably go commit suicide. That's pretty much what he was saying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like you, right. if there's anything that my dad taught me, uh, it was, you know, one time I was joking around, we were getting ready to get off the phone. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to be like you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, what black sons say to black fathers, apparently. And um, he was like, "Nah, don't be like me. Be better. You know? And I mean, he was, it it was kind of in joking tone, but the texture was still like, yo, you, you know, you're, you're, I know my pops always thought that I was a a great young man. um, And knowing that he believed in me was always something that was very beneficial for me to continue to push in tough times. I imagine how good MJ's kids probably could have been, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I got a chance to watch them a little bit when they were in college. I know that one was kind of good, but was just, you know, lazy, but talented. And then the other one, um, you know, he he was probably the harder worker, uh, but probably wasn't as good as the other one.
1: That's what I've heard, too, that one one had kind of the the brain and the mentality, but didn't have the physical gifts. And the other one had the physical gifts, but just didn't have the, the mentality. And there's not a whole lot of. Of great athletes, there's a lot of father-son athletes, but there's not a whole lot of like, dad was in the Hall of Fame and sons in the Hall of Fame. That, that's that's pretty rare. Um, you have a lot of father-sons, but like you think of the the greatest, you know, you look at like Bonds's, you know, the Griffies, like dads were okay, but the sons are like top ten players.
0: Asterisk on the Bonds thing, though.
1: Thank you. Oh, get out of here with that. <laughs> there is nobody in the history of baseball that's ever been that good at hitting the ball for like a five-year stretch period it doesn't matter if he was juicing or not there's nobody who is that good at baseball
0: it's beyond five years i I just i'm just i'm kind of messing around kind of not
2: honestly i have no idea who that is i don't watch baseball follow baseball at all
0: we know that's why you're on this
1: episode (laughs) you remember there was a whole episode dedicated to michael playing baseball (laughs) did you just not watch that one
2: no 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 i did (laughs) But like I still know nothing.
1: All right, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. We shouldn't talk about Barry Bonds anyway, but so Justice, what do you think about when you hear Michael Jordan?
2: I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is just uncommon. Like he's so not an ordinary person. Like his mindset, his mentality, like just how he carried himself like that's just a re- he's a rare breed you know like there's not many people out there who just strive for excellence i mean he was just such a competitor and you know i think there's that's why so many people you know look up to him because i mean it's just his mind is just on a whole different level um and to be able to keep yourself there all the time like i remember and i can't remember which episode it was but um, I think it was Roy talking, um, the UNC head coach. And he was talking about how...
1: Roy? What do you... Does he send you Christmas cards? Roy? I you mean, you're on a first name basis with Roy Williams? Probably.
0: So we need to be real careful.
1: <laughs> I think it was Roy. You know, big Roy talking. Yeah. <laughs> the heck?
2: No, but seriously, like when he was talking, he was talking about how he... They never had to tell Michael, like, when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Like, they always knew, no matter what, he was going to be on. And
1: right. it's just inspiring. Yeah, there's there's not many like that. I mean, to Jordan's point, I think I think Kobe is kind of the, one of those guys like that. And it's kind of a dying breed in a sense. I think that Westbrook is that way, where he yeah. just, it doesn't matter if it's like preseason, regular season. That guy's yeah. just going 100 miles an hour uh, at the end of games, beginning of games. Playing tough on defense, playing offense, you know. But there's there's not many like that. I think the I think the closest comp overall to Michael is probably Tiger. That's probably the closest comp, where just the physical gifts, the mental gifts, completely kind of changed the game for various reasons. Um, you know, had that desire to be this corporate, <laughs> basically image guy, while at the same time you had, as we see with this with this documentary, all this stuff underneath where it's like, oh man, if a lot of that attitude or those things came out, like could you imagine if Twitter existed when Michael was at his peak? Like we would have found out a lot about this stuff. We would have found out a lot about, you know, the fighting of teammates and, so and those different things. So
0: he would have never been great.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know because there was like scenes in there. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that happened. Granted, it's so crazy because You know, I watched videos during my time of preparing for basketball and all that stuff. Like, I watched Michael Jordan videos all the time, you know? But it's just so crazy because, like, Mm -hmm. I was one years old. (laughs) Like, I was just born when he was, like, in his prime, you know? So, like, watching (laughs) this documentary back, I'm like, whoa, like, I don't remember him fighting that much or, like, there being so many altercations on the floor. Like, I don't remember seeing all that stuff, Oh yeah.
1: 80s and 90s basketball was crazy.
2: And Beautiful
0: is what it was. Exactly. That's the way it's and you to be know played. what? That is what
2: frustrates <laughs> me.
1: So
2: uh, here I go tapping on the thing again. I'm gonna stop doing that.
1: <laughs> Great. I got I got the jade throat clear and the swing <laughs> bang on the desk. Yeah.
0: Murder.
2: <laughs> no, but that's what frustrates me the most about watching the NBA now because it's like ugh, it's just a whole bunch of crybabies on the floor. I feel like I feel like it's not really like. I don't know. It's not a physical game anymore. I just feel like sometimes it's just for entertainment. I feel like that… Back-
1: Man, you're so old. I mean, sports I mean, is for entertainment. Is, what are you talking I feel about? I like <laughs> back then,
2: like, it was still like… You're getting down in the nitty-gritty. Like, you're competing. You know, you're getting physical. Sometimes I feel like that part of the game is completely gone.
1: See, I think a lot of people say that. Like, a lot of people say in, in the NFL, they want to see, you know, defensive struggles… But then when you have like a terrible Super Bowl like 2 years ago Rams Patriots everyone's like god that was so boring what was the best game that anyone saw that that season it was the Chiefs versus the Rams it yes, was like 58-55 Pe- people want that like i look at today's game and i think it's it's more beautiful it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better but it's more flowing Uh, Everybody on the court is far more skilled. Lambeer was just in there basically to punch Jordan in the kidneys. Like, I mean, he was a good rebounder, but he wasn't like a skilled dude. Everybody on the floor now is just so gifted and can do so many things. And you can spread the floor and you can, I just think to me, it is more entertaining because it's just a more beautiful game now.
2: I mean, I can see that, especially with like the Golden State Warriors, you know, like teams like that, when I mean, the offense is so beautifully run. I mean, that is fun to watch. Like, definitely not going to discredit that.
1: Well, and people who don't think that those guys would compete against some of the great teams in the past, you're crazy. Yeah. Because they had three phenomenal defenders and you couldn't no matter what you did you weren't stopping those guys from taking whatever shot they wanted too (laughs) like
0: this is very true when you can shoot from 60 feet away
1: yeah and you can make it but
2: (laughs) in some degree I I disagree with that because I just feel like and I could be wrong but it just seems like just the mentality back then of like like if you take the team that Michael Jordan was on Mm -hmm. and put it with I don't know let's just say the Golden State Warriors like I feel like the mentality of that team, just with Michael Jordan on it alone, like they they wouldn't stand a chance just because of how they play and how they carry themselves and the mentality that they carry.
1: Yeah, but the the mentality that they have, though, their true leader is, is Draymond. And that guy is, is mentally tough. And uh, he would have survived absolutely in the 80s. And then kind of your next guy, your savvy vet is, is Iggy. Like those two guys made that team go from a mental standpoint where… You know, Clay and Steph, while they're kind of the face, um, the other two guys are are kind of the heart of that team.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You need that. If you don't have that, then chances are your team looks a lot like the New York Knicks. Um, <laughs> There's a no. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking because, like, I was I was just saying to like uh to to your point, uh, swing. I don't know. Um, I think just because it's a different climate in, in the NBA today. Um, I think that most people think that something like that wouldn't work, but I almost beg to differ uh, just because I take a look at it, this. Is like you were saying, that there was a lot more hard work happening back then. You know, nowadays there's skill sets. You know, everybody's got a skill set. We already know who's going to drain them threes. We already know who the slasher is. We already yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? And Yeah,
2: but I feel like you knew that with Michael Jordan's team too. I mean, look at Rodman. He knew. Granted, he's crazy, y'all. He's crazy. That's a whole nother he's thing. So crazy. <laughs> crazy. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. But he knew what role he had on the team. He knew that he was a fantastic defender and he was the best rebounder in the league. And he accepted that role and he excelled in that role, no matter how crazy he was. So, I mean, I feel like you can see that skill set level and the acceptance of, like, okay, this is my role on the team. I'm going to be the best. Rebounder and defender on the team, and that's what helped excel the Bulls too to to win.
1: It did, but the the one way player is kind of a thing of the past now. Yeah, because you you're basically playing four on five. Like the Bulls would be playing three on five on offense every time. True story. At any given point, they didn't. There were two guys on the floor that could not score, and you would just leave them alone. <laughs> Where you watch the Warriors, there's five guys.
2: Yeah, but you have Michael Jordan on your team. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, you do. But, I mean, when you got five guys that can score.
0: You know, they say the same thing no about, one could stop I don't know, because then this, this becomes an awkward conversation because then this is that whole deal where we can insert LeBron in and then we, we're looking at things yeah. from a completely different... See, it's, I'm looking at your face right now, dag nabbit. And that's all I think.
1: Oh, my gosh. You didn't this even know who true? Michael Jordan was a week ago. So damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But no, I, but, but that's what I'm saying. It was funny because uh, we can even take a look at uh, what uh, LeBron said yesterday, though. Like, you know, uh, about him and MJ potentially like playing together. Had that ever been a, a possible thing and how he would have like really fit like a glove. I think, you know, there's a lot that that speaks to, number one, his ability to even think that way in, in a climate where it's always dog eat dog. And, and you know, you, you win, win, win. But I also think that one of the big pieces uh, that we can take from that whole thought process, which, which, which is what Swang was talking about, is that there's not really a process like that anymore. Like LeBron is really one of a kind when it comes to that. Let's all face facts. Ain't nobody else going to say something like that. You know, and for him to be able to say that is also for him to be able to recognize that in that system back then, because, you know, LeBron thinks about everything. He recognized the need for what you're saying and also how the application therein could have probably been something that is productive now. Now, the problem is he's been put in situations where he is legitimately kowtowed entire teams to championships because if we're being honest, only three people on the team knew how to actually play the game of basketball. Yeah. Um, and so you know, with him even making it to the finals, uh, that's this is one of the reasons why I always say that if he gets one or two more championships, he is officially the GOAT because he's been able to do that. And also because Kobe and Mike both had Phil before they ever had championships. LeBron has had LeBron. And yeah. that one year where Spo was actually kind of mm-hmm. good as a coach, just kind of good, you know.
1: Well, don't knock Spo. I think Spo is a really good coach.
0: No, he's dope. I'm just saying, though, he wasn't what he is now then.
1: Right. He's definitely, but he's proving that he's a really good coach now, which means that maybe he was a pretty good coach then. Granted, it took him some time, but he was never going to get the credit on the big three teams. Never. He was never going to get that credit. Where Phil coming onto the team and then transitioning these great players into champions, he got a lot of the credit where Spo could absolutely be that guy. It's just that he basically was the rookie coach when that team first got around. So it's hard to say. And one of the questions that I had down was, who's your top five? Because, you know, whenever one of these things come out, you inevitably have to talk about who your top five is. To Jordan's point about LeBron, because I think it's a lot closer than people people actually think.
2: Michael and oh,
1: yeah. LeBron? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: I just, oh gosh. I just don't, I like what Kobe Bryant said. He said, I don't like being compared, something along the lines of this. I don't yep. like being compared to Michael Jordan because, I wouldn't be who I was without Michael Jordan. I just don't think that there should be any comparison. I think that they emulated, they strived for his game, not taking anything away. Like, I respect everything that they've done, all the accolades that they've received. Like, you have to respect their game, point blank, period. Like, if you know anything about the game of basketball, you have to respect Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. The list goes on, but those Mm -hmm. are the top three that usually are all in question. You know what I
1: mean? (laughs) I actually think Kobe says that because Kobe knows he's not in that conversation because he's not. I'm kind of with
0: you on that. Hey, and listen, y'all about to say Swango, listen to who's saying that right now. I need you to understand.
1: I I have three Kobe jerseys in my closet, okay? The guy with the Laker hat on, the guy who watched every game Kobe played, the guy who cried for two weeks when he died. Like, I I am a Kobe homer without any doubt and he's not even in that conversation. So it's easy to say, well, I don't think I should be compared. No, that's because you're not compared.
2: (laughs) But why does LeBron James, why? I just don't, I'm just not a fan of LeBron. I'm just not.
1: That's why, because you're not a fan of LeBron. Yeah, see, your bias is showing. So here's why. Because I think about this, every single finals that Jordan went into, he was always the best player and on his team was always the second best player. That's immediately <laughs> a cheat code. Every single time that LeBron went into the finals, with the exception of maybe one time, he was the, the best player. And hit the next best player on his team was like three or four down the list. Every single time.
2: I um, He had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh at one point.
1: Yeah, for four seasons. But think about who they played. The only time that Dwayne Wade was the number two player And that's even debatable because people underrate Dirk is when they played the Mavs. True.
2: So look at who they played. Look at who, Michael. They played the best of the best. Like, they played against...
1: Just,
0: um, just, just, homie.
1: But otherwise, when they were playing the Spurs, do you know that they played against Tim Duncan twice, who has five championships and is considered a top five, six player of all time? Like, of course, Jordan didn't play anybody in the finals with the exception of Magic. Who is at the tail end of his career? Who's actually considered a top ten player? Otherwise, there's not a single guy on that list who's a top ten player.
0: This is very, very true.
2: So, who has LeBron played <laughs> that is a top ten player?
0: Oh my gosh! And, and wait, hold on. If we're, if we're if we're doing context here, and and we're doing context, when LeBron touched the floor for the Cleveland Cavaliers, he would he might have been the number one player, and I'll, arguably in in the moment, I might say KD was potentially the number one player in one of them finals.
1: Right. In that finals, yeah,
0: and then number two, three, four, five, and six were on the other team, and then you have the rest of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, <laughs> it's a-
1: yeah. You know, there were there were times Kyrie played great, but if you're playing pickup ball, Kyrie's getting picked sixth. <laughs> like Kevin Love's getting picked. He's Kevin Love's on the bench for the other team by the time he gets picked, and yet Le- LeBron still won that finals, and he did it against. What historically, just because they didn't win, doesn't mean that that they should really be tarnished. Historically, they might be a, a top two or three team of all time. True. Um, that 73-win team. And I just think it's unfair. I think LeBron gets a tough knock. I mean, he went to the finals a heck of a lot earlier than MJ did. Jordan, it took him, what, six, seven seasons. I think LeBron was there in like three. He went to eight straight. Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, that's... That's insane. This is very
0: true. And then after that, it's just a game of strategy. And that's the thing. Like, sometimes Will will do it. Sometimes you will smack the backboard on Iguodala and totally shut his stuff down. And then sometimes your team makes a run to the liquor store Mm -hmm. in the middle of the finals. And then then by the time they come back, you're you're down 15-20 and there's nothing you can do.
1: Sometimes you, you have teammates who are calling timeouts or passing the ball away when there's still <laughs> time on the clock, J.R. Smith. Sometimes you got teammates who might be sleeping with your mother, Delonte West. Like, <laughs> I mean, think about what LeBron had to deal with. No one was doing that to MJ. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You don't have to know. Wisdom will come.
2: I'm I'm still not all the way convinced, but you know.
1: That's all right. That's all right. You don't have to be. Hey peoples, it's Marquise from Marquise and the Mobin, and I want you to go to your digital outlet and check out our new single, Mighty to Save. It's our high energy take on one of our favorite anthems of faith. So go, add it to your workout, rock out, chill out playlist on any streaming service. That's Mighty to Save by Marquise and the Mobin. So who are your top five players of all time? Were they all born after 1985? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes. So let's see. Oh, top five. I actually have not thought about this. Really? All
1: right. Well, then we'll go to Jordan because I know he's got a top five. And we'll come back to you. Yeah. Okay. So we're going on top. This is
2: wait, the all top, top five. Wait, 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 wait. Top Uh-oh. five like currently or top no, five? No, all, like, all time. All no, time. No, because we're talking
1: about last dance. So all time.
2: Okay. Yeah, Jordan, you go first. Let me think about this for
0: a second. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. I'm doing my top five. Oh. Ooh. boy. He's stalling. Whoa, boy, boy. Maybe I should go first. <laughs> nah. Well, mind. the thing is, I've never done. I've never out loud done my top five before.
2: Me neither. That's why I'm like, ooh, I got to
0: think about Like, this. No, I, I know what it is. I know what it is.
1: I know one of Jordan's top five is Chris Paul's in there, but.
0: (laughs) You're about to get fucked. Okay. Yeah. So, like I was saying, uh, number five, hands down, easy money, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: Yeah. Also on my list.
0: Good. Good. Good man. Yeah. Okay. I might have a dark horse at number three for some of (laughs)
1: y'all. Swango, you might know Kareem as Lou (laughs) Cinder.
2: Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I had to think about
1: that for a second. <laughs>
0: wow, <sighs> number four. I Really want to do this? Am I put myself in this situation? I guess I am. Um, yeah. Even after all the last dance fiasco, ness is Isaiah Thomas.
1: Wow. It
2: really?
0: Is.
1: Yeah. Of all time.
0: Well, I need y'all to understand something. Uh, the Detroit Bad Boys.
1: Are you? Pick- you're not picking your favorites, right? You're picking who you think the best player is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, wow yeah, okay. you have to No, that's fine. It's, it's your list.
1: I mean it's a bad one, but it's wait. your list. <laughs> wait. <laughs> side note,
2: side note. This is so funny. At
1: first when they were saying Isaiah Thomas, I was like, Isaiah You were what? thinking it was right. Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> yes! the other Isaiah Thomas? No. Okay. I was
2: like, Hold up, there's no way. Like, okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: Side so, note. You well, can
2: you can cut that part
1: out.
0: <laughs>
1: nope, nope, that's staying in. Yeah. No, that's staying in. I mean, Zeke, Zeke was phenomenal, but yeah, that that's tough for me. So, yeah. but but that's fine. It's your list.
0: When when you're talking about, see, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I need to explain that,
1: but I almost don't want to. No, because explaining it's not going to help you. No one's going to agree. So we can just keep it moving. <laughs> uh, <fine. laughs> anyway,
0: um, I mean, because I was gonna put, I was thinking about Will Chamberlain.
1: Mm-hmm. Will
0: Chamberlain has has always been one, but Will, I don't know. I think Will was just. If I did that, then I have to do Shaq also? No, you don't. Well, I mean, think about it, though.
1: I will think about it. I've thought long and hard about it.
0: Well, <laughs> no, as, as far as classification, they were the most dominant individuals. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, my problem is Shaq wasn't dominant enough.
0: <laughs> really? Really. You would think so?
1: Listen, Chamberlain and Shaq might be the closest comps when it comes to, to physical gifts and skill and size. Over the competition. Meanwhile, uh, Wilt averaged fifty and twenty-five in in a season. Uh, his career averages are absurd. He also decided one year, you know what? I want to lead the league in assists, and then did. Shaq never was that dominant. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I mean okay. Shaq's in my top ten, but he and he easily could have been top three if if uh, he didn't get uber fat. Late in his run with the Lakers and lose to two guys <laughs> who were shorter than Swango on the Pistons. Hey now, and you know in the Wallace brothers. So yeah, no Shaq. Shaq just he mailed it in way too often. Okay. And Shaq, look, Shaq was was my favorite player for multiple years. Even when he was on Orlando, I loved Shaq. More power to him. You can do what you want to, but he mailed it in for a lot of years. So.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I pulled my dark horse.
1: Yep. Uh. That was bold. It was bull. I mean, I am. This is that show. I have No
0: problem with that, though.
2: <laughs> what well, number he, are you on?
1: He's still in like number six, and I asked for a top five. It's taken forever.
0: Number four still, but <laughs> well, no. Just we're talking Dagnabbit. Now I feel bad because when when you hear this, you're going to automatically know that Kobe's not a part of this conversation for me in the top five, which I almost put that about.
1: That's right. Kobe's not in my top five either.
0: Okay, good. I feel better. What
2: yeah. you guys are crazy? LeBron James. LeBron no, we're just James. we're just
0: older.
1: Kobe's Kobe's six. Yeah.
0: Uh, you young but jaded. You know what? Foot.
2: Honestly though, a, a part of me used to like I mean, obviously I always respected Kobe, but a part of me used to actually like not be a fan of Kobe either because I just felt like he was kind of a selfish player. But then over the years it was like, No, nah, I'm a Kobe fan, you know?
1: Well Kobe's number one in my heart, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's like deal. I Reynolds, just so.
2: I think I really admired what he did. Um after he stopped playing, too. You know, oh, like of he, he yeah. did, I mean, and just, I think that he was really going to take women's basketball into a whole nother um, place yeah. just with his influence. And so I think that's what really just pulls me to Kobe, too, just because of the influence that he was having on the game for women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, but helping. we, what's funny is if we have this conversation, you know, six months ago, we don't know. He was actually doing all those yeah. things because we didn't know yeah. that until so, after. Wow. And uh, so, it is interesting to see how differently he might have been reflected upon.
2: Well, I knew a little bit because, you know, like just following the WNBA and seeing kind of like stuff. But yeah, you're absolutely right though. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't have known at the capacity that we knew after he passed away for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Come I, on. Speed it up.
0: I agree no, too. Sir. I was going to say, I'm like, yo, I was trying. But you guys weren't. Ready
1: <laughs> okay, doctor. that's okay. Did you even say number three yet?
0: No, I, I, I feel yeah, here's number three. This is why this is a dark horse for me. I'm a I'm a big. So naturally, you think I would run big.
1: Another dark horse. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. I would have to go with the big O, Oscar Robertson. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I certainly. think he gets overlooked way too much.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh. Now here is my asterisk marking for number one and number two. Um. My number two is LeBron James.
1: Yep. But it ain't finished.
0: Um, but I think I already made mention, yeah, let him <laughs> yeah. get a couple more chips and number one, which is still MJ, becomes yeah. number two. And I get to have no problem with that. And I can sleep peacefully at night with that list. Fight me. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. I've got uh I've got Jordan one, LeBron two, uh Wilt three. Okay. And then Kareem four, especially considering what he did in college too. Because um, okay. basketball is different that way. Like basketball, they you you get into the basketball hall of fame because you lump everything together. And then I I put uh, I put Bird five. I, I think Bird's game was just so. Of course you did. No, I don't even. I mean, I hate the Celtics so much, like so much. But his game is so complete. I mean, he's he's LeBron like in how complete his game was. Um, he was yeah. an excellent defender. He was incredible with the ball. He was incredible court awareness. He could yeah. he could hit shots from from anywhere.
0: Yeah. His uh his turn and jump 3 from the corner was always very impressive to me. He won the
1: 3 point contest just wearing a warm up. He didn't even care. It's it's like he just walked out of the locker room. It's like, "Oh yeah, let me go win this real quick." Um I also think when you talk about that that mentality, that, you know, killer instinct, that guy, oh my gosh, he was just Yeah. He was filthy. And so and what? They won what four championships. I think he won 3 MVPs. Like that guy was that guy was insane. And
2: uh, I'm, so the Pistons, that, I'm so shocked that I'm so led by you,
0: Isaiah
1: Thomas.
2: <laughs> I'm actually so shocked none of you guys have Magic Johnson on your legs.
0: Magic is number six.
1: Um, I don't even think he's the greatest Laker is the problem. I think Kobe's the greatest Laker and Magic alluded to it. I also think, um, I think Jerry West is in that conversation too. Uh, Magic's great, but Magic was just different. Like Magic did not have as well-rounded a game as a lot of the other guys on that list. Like, he was a great point guard though. Uh, yeah, I mean he was better than Isaiah, but uh <laughs> mm, <laughs> But like okay. Magic doesn't have like he he was he was never quite the scorer that the rest of those guys were. He was a, an amazing court awareness. The one thing I will say about Magic is he played all five positions, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um yeah. but he was also I I I don't think in reality he was much better than a, an average the slightly above average defender, where the rest of those guys were all insane defenders. That's so true. That's there's just true. there's Magic's got like tens in a lot of categories, but he's also got sixes where these other guys yeah. are like nothing below a nine in almost every category. So
2: yeah, he was he was on my top five though.
1: Yeah, that's okay. You're allowed your top five, and then the rest are millennials.
2: <laughs> you know, I would probably say Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Um, I had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird.
1: Oh, you had Bird too. All
0: right. Yeah, I had. No, Bird. she's from Indiana. That's automatic. And, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, true. I gotta
2: have Larry. I gotta have Larry on my on my list. Um, yeah.
1: Could it could have been Oladipo?
2: <laughs> I am honestly a really big fan of Scottie Pippen. I gotta give it to him.
1: That's worse pick than Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I was about to say.
0: I was like, are we talking about me? And then you go out there and say that?
1: This is recency bias. This, this is watching Last Dance only. What are you doing?
0: Hey, you were born Honestly, in, in 1999 <laughs> okay. or 2003 between, or something? Between
2: him and Tim Duncan, I'm actually a really big fan of Tim Duncan too. Yeah. So yeah, Tim's,
0: Tim's actually in my top 10. Duncan's yeah. so overrated.
2: So, yeah, that, that would be my list for, for now. I mean, you know, Shaq, Shaq is Shaq, you know, big Shaq. But I don't yeah. know if he'd be in my top five.
1: Shaq is so much better than Duncan. It's not even funny. Duncan is so overrated.
0: Duncan is not overrated.
1: He never went back to back. He got owned by Shaq his entire career. Uh, He had, once again, here was a guy who had like four or five players deep every team he was on. He also had one of the greatest coaches of all time. Like, he was more of a a system guy. I think he would have been great everywhere he went, but...
2: Shaq's a horrible free throw shooter.
1: Oh, my God. So was Duncan. Duncan was terrible too.
2: Yeah, that is true. That is true.
0: Yeah, but Shaq was horrible.
2: You know work.
1: what? Duncan, I mean, when your nickname's the big fundamental, it I mean, how much more boring can you be? <laughs> hey, man, leave but, the big tax return. Like, I mean, geez.
0: Leave the big fundamental alone, bro. Actually, yeah. but you know what? If you're gonna, if you're gonna say that though, then both of you guys need to digress real fast because who also is in my top 10, and I think I'm about rounding myself out is Akeem Olajuwon. And he whipped the crap out of Shaq. Mm-hmm. And Tim. If we're oh, gonna yeah. Have that no, he for yeah. real. Yeah. Matter of fact, remember, that was actually one of the episodes we can talk about now is the fact that they were saying that if uh, the Bulls met the Rockets in the finals, and I do believe it would have been a problem yeah. if the Bulls met the Rockets in the finals, the Bulls might not have gotten one of those championships, for sure.
1: No, that that's one I always wanted to see because the size of the Rockets, too, because um, they also had Ori.
0: Yep, Big Shot Bob. Uh,
1: they had Thorpe on that team. Like, they were big. Kenny Smith was a big guard. They were a huge team. And I think that is the one thing the Bulls were able to get away with for years was not being big. Um, you know, they have a plethora of horrendous centers <laughs> that just made it work.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? Bill Winnington was
1: was, was a beast. Cartwright, Purdue, like... <laughs> yeah.
2: You did bring up a good point, though, Jordan. None of us brought up Reggie Miller.
1: That's because he's not in that conversation of top 10.
0: Reggie might make top 20 best. Uh. Cheryl, Cheryl Miller will make top 10. Cheryl. Right. How about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Reggie will Reggie will not.
1: <laughs> no, and I love Reggie. Reggie's one of my favorite all-time dudes. Uh, I love him. But, yeah, he's just…
0: Yeah, he's not no. one of mine. No. He, you got to remember, he's the only person that Michael Jordan actually punched in the face in an NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. a reason for
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying. kind of one of the reasons I love him. But, yeah, it's all right. So would you guys want to play on a team that Jordan's on? Would you want to be a teammate?
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely and absolutely not.
1: That's kind of where I am. I'm like, you know, if there's something to be said about knowing that you have this human who will bail you out every time and, and you can kind of be along for the ride. But there's also something to be said for you might not enjoy that ride very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if you think about it, if you listen to all of the teammates who went back, most of them said, though, like, they appreciated, they may not have appreciated him in the moment all the time, but looking back at it, they all appreciated who he was as a teammate and as a person. And I think it really showed light to like, Michael Jordan really did care. He truly wanted the best for not only himself, but for all of his teammates. And I think that that was reflected beautifully throughout the documentary. And so I like that that was, we were able to see that side of Michael Jordan because you know, yeah, he was probably a little bit of a
1: butthole. Um, uh oh, explicit. We got that explicit tag. <laughs> Everything was clean and fine until we brought her on. I did say. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: we'll, we'll so. take
1: it. Yeah, I, I think I, I just think that all of his old teammates are still just scared to death of him, and they don't want to <laughs> say anything bad. Um, <laughs>
0: I, just, I feel like there's a mafia. You know what I'm you know what I'm actually surprised at though? I'm surprised that they didn't like talk about any of his other ventures. Like the one thing I just knew we were gonna see in there was that he was into speed motorcycle or like racing motorcycles and stuff like that. And there was nothing. A hundred percent nothing.
1: Yeah, there wasn't much of that. It, it it is funny looking back because it's amazing, you know, our our sports talk radio culture now and stuff like that, and Twitter and everything, like the critics everyone says, even Bayless, who's like the ultimate critic, who's just the worst person, but whatever, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, Jordan never got tired. And, and then meanwhile, someone would pull up like a, a article he wrote back in, you know, 91, looks like Jordan's spent this series. They're going to lose. Like he, <laughs> he just says whatever the heck he wants to say in the moment with no accountability. And I I do think that, you know, looking at at Jordan and looking at, his past, that the only thing that really stands out is the gambling and how much that was overblown, like, when you when you think about it. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it really was hard to, to critique that guy until now we're getting more stuff and people are just kind of more wondering as a teammate or kind of, you know, his, his intentions sometimes and how tough he was. But, but people also find that endearing when it comes to sports. I mean, people love that about Kobe in a lot of ways. So.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that he played the piano either.
0: I don't really think he actually played, and that's still in the later
1: episode. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh. that uh, John Tesh was probably playing for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Dagnabbit! Nabbit.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I keep remembering that. great. Spoiler it's okay. alert number two. <laughs> yeah, there so,
1: there is that the most surprising thing you learned? Because that's the last question I had. What's the most surprising thing you learned in only the first five episodes? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I know you guys are taking me all the way back.
0: The most surprising thing for me was how people really knew he was about to be who he was about to be. Like we go back to the playoff games that he played versus the Celtics both those years and how everybody was pretty much saying it was it was only a matter of time. Like it's I don't even think when Kobe or LeBron came onto the scene that anybody was about to be like, oh, it's it's about to be one like the game's going to be a wrap.
1: Well, no. Everybody um, thought that about LeBron. They were they were showing his senior senior man. games on on ESPN. That never happened before. Like oh, everyone, they called him King awesome, when he was seventeen. Like everyone it was thought. Media that. advancement, though. Yeah, but was, people didn't I mean, think that about Kobe until like maybe a season or two in because he was picked like eighth or ninth, like and had to get traded to the Lakers. Um, but LeBron, I mean, geez, Louise, they they were showing his high school games on national television.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I think it was because they started showing basketball games on national because you got to remember kg got the same kind of up that he did it's just that at that time we weren't televising stuff like that and then people started getting innovative
1: exactly they weren't televising it because he wasn't the second coming
0: but i don't know i don't i don't know if that was lebron or if that was just their thought process have they there. done because it since they they, they they yeah who yeah they do it all the time now oh my god yeah
2: you like be- lavar ball i mean look at lavar ball they put all his games i mean he's not even nothing
1: No, but, but what I mean is like where they're billing it like this Sunday night at eight o'clock on ESPN is LeBron high school player game. Like they were literally doing that for LeBron. They, these other guys might be on ESPN too on Saturday afternoon, but (laughs) there was never like, let me lead sports center with a high school player. Um, And they were doing that with LeBron. It was crazy. I'll give you,
0: I'll I'll give you about.
1: You're a
2: big LeBron LeBron fan.
1: I mean, do you see my hat?
2: I, I didn't see
1: it. It's a, it's a Laker logo with a little crown on it. I love LeBron. And I've liked LeBron before he came to the Lakers. I think LeBron is, I think LeBron is a special athlete in the sense that he doesn't come across as one of these these mad-at-the-world kind of guys, like the Kobe's or the Jordan's or the Brady's or these guys. He comes across as, as a, a genuine person. He is doing as much as he can for social issues, and yet he's prepared to play physically and mentally every night. And he's a phenomenal player. He's a crybaby.
0: Yeah, you know, actually the funny thing is, he was not always a crybaby. I have to admit that he is now. But when you when he first came into the league, you never saw any of that. He just he succumbed yeah, to the, the floppery culture.
2: Exactly. Which is what aggravates me about him. Like, no.
0: But he's still the he's he's still potentially the, the goat though. I'm Even not, with
2: that. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against his game.
1: Do you like Harden?
0: Good question. I'm waiting for this one. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Look at it. Look at it.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) If you like Harden, you can't say anything about Braun. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing about Captain 18-step, jump back three, fall over his own foot, and get a call. Okay? Harden is the biggest joke of a basketball player in the history of the universe. That guy's not even (laughs) playing basketball. All he's doing is playing flop ball. I thought that was Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul at least is some toughness. He's a whiner, but at least there's a little toughness. Harden is just a chump. Can't stand that guy. and So you can't like that guy and then get mad at LeBron. Sorry, (laughs) you're not allowed. (laughs) Fair point. You could tell I had your trap too. Because you you were just frozen. You were like a poor deer. (laughs) Say, but uh-huh. you
2: know, you bring up a valid point, yeah. so I, I can't argue that too much. <laughs> but yeah, I, well. I know what my most surprising thing is though. Yeah. I think this is in through one through five, I hope. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> that's okay. I had one I had one that I didn't remember if it was the one through five as well. But
2: yeah. but the most surprising thing was about his father. I did not know that. I did not know that his father was murdered. And um I thought it was really cool to see, um, just the relationship that he had with his father. Like he was so close with his dad and they really shared that bond. And I related to that very much because that was how my dad and I bonded too, was through basketball. And so I just thought that was so cool. And that was surprising to me because I didn't know that he was murdered
1: weren't alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you didn't, but if you didn't know that, that would be kind of the, the shocking revelation, like, wait, what happened? Cause it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy yeah. news story. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: yeah. you know, to me, it's, I, I kind of had a couple things. One was that the Re- Republicans buy sneakers too, was a, apparently a joke. I, I don't know if oh, I yeah. buy it. I don't know if I buy it, but I also think that might've been episode six or seven, but
2: uh, I was going to say, I think that was later um, down the line. So spoiler alert for yeah,
1: you. <laughs> I know. Um, but I to me I was I was surprised at how delicately he handled Rodman and and how much he stood up for Pippen like I just never how little. really saw him as that guy and he he basically would put up with Rodman's shenanigans because he knew that that guy came ready and there's even times there's even footage where he's like telling Phil like hey go easy on him like like, Michael's telling you to go easy on somebody? That was that was surprising to me. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. true.
1: And I loved when they got after Coach just because to, because Pippen was going, <laughs> going through the negotiations. And so, he tells the Dream Team, which I can't get enough of the Dream Team. I could watch stuff on Dream Team all day. But he's like, guys, me and Pip got, got Coach, And here's poor Coach. He had zero rebounds, zero points. <laughs> just got completely shut down simply because those two were petty. And it was great. <laughs>
0: Now again I, I I'm I'm asking you to to clarify. So are you saying that he spoke up for Scotty or do you uh, cuz in the interview I'm thinking all he's doing is speaking up against Scotty on pretty much dog on everything. Especially the 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 talks about his contract which I thought was the most jackassish thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: Woo! Explicit.
0: No. First of all that's, <laughs> that's, that's in the king James version so we're the good. most jack bleepity um,
1: thing. <laughs> I think there was an element of Jordan that was so corporately polished that in the middle of that one contract, he wasn't going to come out and say, you know, yeah, you need to pay Scotty more because he feels like Jordan's the type of guy who when that contract was first signed, like everybody else on earth was telling Scotty, what are you doing? Don't sign that contract. That's a bad contract. And I think Jordan's a guy who never forgets anything. And when he probably took Scotty aside, said, Scotty, this isn't a good deal for you. And he took it. Jordan's like, well, I'm never going to tell you. I'm never going to come to your aid now. You decided to take it against my advice. I'm always right. I think that's how Jordan probably was. I was just surprised to see how how tight they were, how much he seemed to genuinely appreciate Scotty, And, you know, I just, in, in the era today where we see these guys, they can only be on teams for so long <laughs> before they just implode their relationship. To see that those guys went, went the better part of a decade And came out on the other side, you know, still being very well thought of to one another. That was just kind of surprising to me. Because Michael seems like he's alienated himself from a lot of people. Especially Horace Grant. (laughs) But
2: I think that I saw something. (laughs) I saw something. I think it was today. um, And it said something about again, going back to his dad, and I can't remember exactly what it said. I think ESPN posted it, if I remember correctly. But It was talking about how he learned from his dad to like only show people what he wanted to show, you know? So I think that that attests to his like reservation and because he's a very private person. I mean, when you think about it, like we don't hear about what Michael Jordan is doing now. Like I didn't, even know what his kids look like to be honest
1: like yeah billions of dollars in a shoe empire will do that for you like I, <laughs> I think when you've got that kind of money you can buy that privacy
2: yeah but I also think that like and I don't and this may be coming later on down the line too so whoop, spoiler alert but <laughs> he <laughs> talks about how he was actually getting tired of like Everyone always being in his face and the publicity that he was getting. And so I think that that's part of the reason why, too, he's just such a private person now is because I'm sure that that gets so tiring and overwhelming. And the only place he could like just be by himself is like in his room. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: I think I'll I'll give you that. And then also um, I'll give you the one overall layout of a piece that was not included that I think if it was, would probably take the roof off of this entire 10 piece thing. Like it probably would have had to have been a 20 episode joint. Uh, and it's funny because I think my wife and her friends were the ones who asked this question. And of course it would take a wife and some friends to ask this question. Uh, where was Juanita the entire time?
1: He did mention his wife one time. He's like, let me call my wife. Yeah. And then no, that no, was no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah, like, yeah. I
0: remember though. <laughs> Juanita is no longer his wife. <laughs>
1: well, no, at, I'm saying yeah. at the time he
0: at least um, said, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because yeah, there's not even mention of it. Like, exactly. at least with Kobe, and and Kobe has a very difficult history when it comes to the relationship with Vanessa. But yeah. Vanessa was always there, and you'd always hear him mention Vanessa, talk about Vanessa. Um, yeah, it, there's most of these these great athletes. At least you, the wife is involved. You see them around, you know if if they are married. Uh, but that's that's not yeah, that's not the case with MJ.
2: Yeah. And I'm wondering if, you know, a part of that is goes back to his desire to keep his personal life private and only expose certain. Now, I do think, just from a womanly perspective, I would want to be like made known a little bit <laughs> more so than probably <laughs> he's. <laughs> but he maybe that's part of the reason why he did that because he just was so private and they wanted to kind of keep her out of the. The spotlight, I guess, because he's had so much attention. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I think it just goes back to she has the skeletons.
0: Autumn <laughs> skeletons yeah. in autumn closets. Yeah,
1: because there was a <laughs> lot of stories that came out about his extramarital stuff in a book, I think, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, but none of that got touched because Jordan got final approval pretty much on anything that went to air as far as I know. So well
2: that explains it then.
1: Yeah, we need the uh the last dance the uh <laughs> the undocumented version <laughs> or something.
2: Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But honestly though, let's take back what I said about the surprising part cuz we have to touch on the timeline. Like the the oh, fact
1: yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Maybe
2: that's me. what the most surprising part about it is because they have literally jumped around like 1991 to 1998. Now we're back to 1993. Now we're yeah. back to like, I don't know why they did it that way. And and sometimes I was watching, I was like, wait, where did Broadman go? <laughs> then I was like, oh, wait, we're in a different year. <laughs> I,
1: I had a hard time remembering. And I watched all those teams. And yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like I was putting like push pins in a board when tying a string and trying to figure out everything. It was like a conspiracy <laughs> theory the whole time. It was ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So. so that was, that would probably be my only like, criticism about it I was like eh, I wish they kind of would have just done it like okay 1991 1992 just in chronological
1: order yeah
0: so yeah I guess we're gonna put part one to bed um and'm I'm, I'm excited because yeah this this has actually been fun and all of its ridiculousness
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, yes. but uh, <laughs> yeah so uh if you guys have have any problems with anything uh if if I uh, clear my throat too much I'm sorry yeah if anybody
1: has any criticisms just email justice <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. We'll be glad to let yeah. you know that. But yeah, no. Uh, So yeah, no, we're excited though. We'll definitely follow up and we'll finish this and put a nice little ribbon on it next week. Yep. Uh, But until then, thank you guys once again for checking us out. And as always, please don't forget to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Jordan.
1: I'm Devin. I'm Justice.
0: well I'll let you next week. Peace. to I is a production of inspired one enterprises engineering by Devin Chandler editing and production Jordan Brown marketing and media justice swango thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode please don't forget to follow us on Facebook inspired one enterprises on Instagram at I underscore the number two underscore I podcast And of course, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave those five stars and a generous review because you love us and want us to be successful and great, just like we do you. You know, that's the main reason why we do this in the first place. Thank you once again for rocking with us. And remember to be inspired to inspire, because that's what the inspired one does. Take care. Peace.